yo, you want that raw, tough love where nobody gives a fuck about how you feel? <laughs> that nearest truth without error, because nobody is truly right in this world. You gotta listen to K and K Real Talk. Yeah, we're gonna give you all of the information you need to know about your dancing. K Real Talk. Check us out. Listen to us. But most importantly, do your own research. Hey, real talk. Don't trust nothing we tell you or anybody else. Do your own research. Find your truth. Real talk. Walk that journey with us. We're here to serve you. Baraka Real talk. K&K podcast where we deconstruct books about our lives things that matter to the black woman in the Americas and I'm glad that I started our show as such because I recently recently been having a lot of debates in regards to who is black and who is considered not black so just for clarity Although we're sharing our experience about being black in the America, you classify as a black person, Negro person, um, in the system of white supremacy when you live on a land space that you don't control and you don't control the resources or the government that rules you. So if you don't have that control where you control the land, the government, and you able to put your money into businesses that support you and your community and you control the cops and the fire department and whatever else, then you are just like us black American folk. So in other words, anybody can get a nigga wake up call. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because we have this big thing in America where Caribbean folk feel they're better than, excuse me, Caribbean folk, those um, that are on the outskirts of the United States off of the Atlantic feel they're better than, than the people who are within the states of America that are black. You even have Africans, so-called Africans, which I like to say out, Kebulan, Ians, <laughs> who feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a people, we need to understand that our numbers are stronger when we are together. Well, there is no difference. The difference is the food, our you know how we were brought up our music our choice of taste of things that we like or don't like that's different however what is important the fact that we don't control our land that foreigners can come in and take over our land and resources that's a unanimous problem that we have that's mm-hmm. our common denominator that's a denominator we need to focus on right so, you know, remember remember that. Stop looking at each other in the sense of, well, my situation is different. You just got a different color slave ship, okay? Honey, or you got a different stop. <laughs> you got a different experience. But in the end, we are all one in the same. We in the same boat, essentially. Same boat. 
you can't if you don't have that control now if you are uh, you know classify as a so-called minority and you have that control then you know you you don't fit this description as negro and not just having land do you have control over your water source do you have control over your electricity do you have control over everything in your livelihood because until then brother or sister you are a slave to the system so you know that's just something we want to throw out there to get um people to just consider because it's important for us to wake up and think about what we're doing because Right now, we are going through the developmental psychology of the black child by Dr. Amos Wilson, because we are all aware that the children are the most important asset of the family. They mm -hmm. are the next generation that's going to follow through with, with whatever we had in store to do. If we don't get to do, we expect our babies to take care of it. But if they are raised without a mission, without a cause or without a purpose, then we have the little Nas exes running around. Honey, running around, sliding around, doing all the things, okay? So that is a huge, huge, huge issue. So we, if you're following us, again, we are reading the book, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child, which is the second edition. And we are on chapter four, page 98, Okay. So, sis, this was a hard read for me. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. It took me a long time to get through it, and it's only 10 pages. <laughs> um, I would say the first two pages I had to read multiple times and, like, you know, flutter my eyes, just, you know, just like rub my eyes, make sure I'm reading good, not fall asleep on it. And it was just like, all right, we gotta get through this, Kahawi. We gotta get through this. Let's try it again. Yeah. Um, definitely took me back to school put me in the space of feeling like I have a final exam and I'm cramming for it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause a lot of anxiety <laughs> to get through it. Um, honey, the nervous system. Yeah. It, I mean, it's really detailed. If you are in the sciences and biology, I guess this will be a good fit. We clearly are not. Not. <laughs> See, you know what? We're in the sciences, but we're in the social science. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not in the psychoscience. We're not in the um the bioscience, the earth science, all those. We in the social science side. And you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because uh, this this I don't know how we're gonna get through this chapter, but we will. <laughs> Which is why we say this is not an audio book. You have to do your own research. But when I encounter um literary um works such as this that are so detail oriented and it pulls from so many different sources it makes me feel inadequate sometimes because i know i cannot produce this type of work in this form mm -hmm. maybe on an artistic form not even on a maybe definitely on an artistic form but not in this way and i say that to say is that if you find because since we're talking about children if you find a gift within your baby that you think that they're really good at, start reaching out to um, the people that are already good at it. Because sometimes we don't know where to begin. My daughter, I noticed she is really good with the art. She likes to draw. And I got her a sketchbook that is very good. It was like the top of the line sketchbook. I just emailed the company and told them about her work and sent them a picture. Oh. 
They emailed me resources for her to continue to learn and sent her a free sketchbook. Nice. So when my baby's like a specific game and they say, oh, I'm, you know, I want to learn how to, you know, play the game. You'd be surprised the human experience would give you just by sending an email to all of the gamers that created that game and just say, hey, my son is interested. Maybe you get a response. Maybe you don't. But it's important that we teach our baby skills. I mean, right now, it seems like everybody need to go into the artificial intelligence skill because they're monopol. It seems like AI is going to monopolize the world. Everything I mean, is you know, they're trying to figure out a way to cancel human beings. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Huge, huge. So, you know, because it's like, you know, as a parent, it's like, how do I prepare my baby for the next? For his life term, you know, or her life term. And um, when you're getting serious about being serious and being a parent. So, you know, I just want to share that little jewel because, girl, no, this, that's beautiful. this ain't it for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so as I read this, as I read through the central nervous system, he pretty much explained that there are some things within the nervous system that is not so much genetic but it's just natural in the process, in the prenatal and postnatal environments. And he kind of reiterates, again, that the external factors of what we do during pregnancy, whether we're malnourished or not, it develops the brain in a negative or positive way. And it's important that, you know, especially in the beginning stages, towards the third and sixth month of the prenatal life, the brain has already, you know, is, is rapidly increasing. So although... If you was not eating well in the beginning, you definitely want to eat well in some parts of your prenatal care. But he, Dr. Amos Wilson, continues to state that it's very important to start off extremely healthy if you want to go into that craving world. And um, he just does a pretty much a nominal Or even if you want to go into the world of having children, right? So this is why one of the main things, I guess may not be so much discussed, you know, like in your local clinic um, for our urban areas, but it is important to the moment you decide that you want to have children as a woman, that you should start, start really digging into your health then, you know, start preparing for your body before you even start to have the sex that you need to conceive. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you're pregnant to start (laughs) prenatal care, start your prenatal care now because your body is where that baby is going to live and grow and thrive. And you want to make sure that you're intact before you even get to that part. And I think that's one of the, you know, like that's the biggest first step is taking care of you first. Yes, exactly. And that that includes, not to mention, because we've said this before, that includes just choosing the proper partner. Mm-hmm. You want to choose someone that you have peace with, even if you have your moments of storms, because that happens in relationships. But during a courting phase, is it is, is still a tug of war to have that peace? Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you choose somebody that you are you know you can accomplish peace with, and that you like who they are and the product that they are, that if you was to duplicate that, you can live with that. <laughs> right. And you also want to um, choose somebody who's also going to keep up with their health as well, because it don't do you no good to have the Garden of Eden growing up um, <laughs> all up in you. And you got toxic dick slinging, toxic sperm all up and through you like you were trying so true. to. So true. So one way to get started, because, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, I want to do well with this, but how? We would say, and I'm speaking for Kahawia because I know that we've both done it. 
start with a small detox. People got 30-day challenges. Do a 10-day 10, a 10 challenge, a 7-day challenge. Prepare yourself to get clean and do that with your partner if possible. You know, it is important to have a like-minded aspect. It's not going to be 100% like mine, but on the non-negotiables, on the things that's most important to you because that brain development of the baby, his emotional psyche, his social psyche, everything that involves he or she that you have in your womb, it all will be based on the experiences that you have while pregnant and, and how you handle it, how you navigate and process your problems, your issues, it impacts that, that, that baby. So you want to make sure that you look into that. Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he also, he continues to go on and just how the nervous system really stimulates the brain growth. Like that is a major factor within the prenatal care um, and postnatal um, situation that's happening with the baby. And he explains also that it's very important that social or psychological experiences are positive with our baby. So, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's okay for me to look at that horror flick in front of the baby. He don't see, he don't know nothing. He don't see, he don't get it because he can't speak. He's registering that information. Right, because you don't know what his memories are recording and remembering. And you don't know when that's going to resurface either. Yeah. And one of the things that we tend not to, I guess we kind of know this because if you think about it as an adult, most people seek therapy or counseling based on what has happened to them as a child. Mm -hmm. So children experiences are very important because they still haunt the adult in, in their later life. So as a parent, when you are so fine-tuned and making sure that, look, my child is not going to have unnecessary, because you can't protect them from everything. There are other influencers in their lives, and you know, you, you're hoping that your seeds that you plant will counteract for anything to happen to them that is not desirable. However, this is just a reminder for us parents that look, we are accountable. We have to hold accountable for all the experiences that we can control with our babies. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes you need to put your child in the experience. Like I remember my my um, nieces and nephew, they were starting to get really entitled to certain things. And they still are to a degree. That's something that I'm constantly working on, especially with my daughter. But they just feel like, you know, I don't have to take the train we drive everywhere or you know i have options when it's time for dinner and you know just this is not going to happen to me they live in a cute bubble and i remember one night i took them in the south side of um the bronx on the east side at late night and we walked the streets and i showed them what drugs look like what Mm -hmm. prostitution look like and how these people were once dumb you know you know in very who knows on what level of them but they somebody came into they they came into this world loved and protected and adored and now they're abandoned on the street. However way they got there, they in the street and they're abandoned. Now I need you showed them the childhood version of the nigga wake up call. <laughs> That's what that sound like. That sound like look, I know shit looks sweet, but listen, it's not sometimes a- it's salty out here. And you have to remind, I constantly tell my daughter how nasty and evil this world is so she don't get so comfortable among strangers. She has this um, 
this the situation now that we're working on where she constantly walk ahead of the pack when we're out in the streets want 10 15 20 feet ahead and i have to remind her you're too far you're too far you're too far she doesn't listen her papa same thing she doesn't listen she does the same thing so i showed her videos of children getting snatched snatched and then i'm constantly repeating it to her on a daily because i want her to remember this world is not your friend as mm-hmm. they are i mean i don't know if y'all heard of the latest I sent my sister Kahawia the link earlier today. Jelani Day, the brother that was found with no eye, eyeballs missing out of his socket on organs missing. Mm. And organ trafficking is huge. I'm from the from my research, um black Americans are more in danger here in America versus when they travel. Right. I mean, and we even, so that's like, you know, that's from your research. That's from my own research, but that's also what Dr. Amos Wilson has been teaching us these last few chapters. We are valuable people. Yes. Our bone structure, our body, our organs, our everything on the inside, how we were created is significantly better than what's, you know, what's in the rest of the world. And that's what the folks is after. You know, them folks, they always trying to live forever, but Listen, they can't live forever with the organs they was born with. Nope, they can't. They can't. And it, it and and they are using our organs to live forever. I forget the brothers, the first he's not a brother. The uh the man, um the rich white man, um Rockefeller, one of had the seven heart transplants. Mhm. You know, where you think they getting them hearts from? Exactly. So all the missing children from these missing adults that are black and brown out here in these streets. And there's a commonality with these ones that's missing. And this is another um, key point for us to consider. And we do it in a respectful manner. I know we like to have fun and hang out Um, as a people. We need to learn how to do it, how we used to do it traditionally, which is to do within the home, if you can. Mm-hmm. More intimate group, we have a few drinks, play cards, watch TV, whatever it is you want to do. Keep it in the house. That club life, when you read these articles of these people missing, a lot of times they leave it from the club. Mm-hmm. Or they leave it from an event. Or they're on college campus. Yeah. Yeah, that's just something to just be mindful of. Because I know as a people, we tend to not want to experience discomfort with our feelings not even our situation not our condition not in the way we live we're just talking about feelings and we turn a blind eye because it's like i don't want to deal with that that's too much that's too deep Uh well wouldn't you want to know how to swim through deep water (laughs) Uh deep comes your way how you going to just keep ignoring something you know and i'm speaking on this for myself everything that we share in case you never experience KK, we're not speaking as if we are masters of what we teach we are students here okay we students trying to um what society told us to do trying to practice what are we out here learning <laughs> like it, 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 you sometimes it's good to learn but you need to practice what you learn okay honey she said you can't be at the same learning stage forever you cannot you cannot and, that, and that's that's heavy on your soul because we, we, we get comfortable. 
And when you're in that comfortable space, you don't want to leave, you don't want to move. And I'm, I, I understand completely. But to get to that next stage, there will be discomfort. And one of the peaceful, for any of anyone that's listening, and you find yourself having a lot of anxiety, you find yourself being uh, frustrated and not uh, secure in your position, try your best to speak your truth. Because I know a lot of times we hold things within because we're so worried about who agree with us or who don't agree. Do what is best for your family. If you decide, like, we all should decide, I'm not buying toys for Christmas. Um, I'm going to waste the money. I'm keeping my money in my pocket, and I'm going to explain to my child, we can have, we can do an activity that is fun. It don't have to be on the 25th, but I'm not, buy- I'm not filling up a room of toys for you. No. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe for your birthday, I am into birthdays, but you choose. I, I use Christmas as an example only because it's the start of the new year and you go in broke. It just makes no sense to me. No. We do it every single year. And not only do we do it every single year, we encourage everybody around us because mm-hmm. it's the obligation. We make the child feel, the daughter feel, the son feel, the brother feel, the cousin feel, the auntie feel, the sister feel that they ain't family that's truly down for the family and love the family if they don't show up with a gift. Honey, not on, not even that. If you don't show up with a gift, now mind you, never mind, you might have lost your job earlier this year. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. You know, you barely trying to pay rent, right? Somebody in your family will tell you, you know what? It don't even matter because you could have went to the dollar tree. Mm. You could have got something. You could have got something that only costs a dollar. <laughs> like, bitch, what if I ain't got no dollars? <laughs> What if what if I spent all my dollars and cents to make my rent this month? I barely had nothing to eat and you won't talk to me about some I ain't family unless I done got you something. Get the fuck out of here. Like this has to stop. It does. It's horrible. And we but like you said, we keep And not only does that has to stop, be right, because it's not just about the gift. It's about bullshit, period. Bullshit needs to really walk. Like it needs to stop. It needs we can't keep feeding this stuff. Like, this is just ridiculous. You're putting your energy into stuff that does not matter. Stuff that's not going to help you grow. It's not going to help. It's, it's not going to help your children. It's mm-hmm. not going to help your situation. If it's not helping you figure out how to, how to gain better control over your livelihood, what the fuck are you doing it for? Yeah, let it go. A great, great two two sources I would give you. Um, that can help you get to that mentality that that Kahawia is mentioning. One, um, you can listen to Eric Thomas, The Prescription. Oh. That audio, it will stir up some emotions within you to at least gain the confidence to face yourself. Be, he is good. And then there's another brother that I love, my personal favorite, and that's Dr. John Henry Clark. You have no friends. Now, (laughs) between those two, you have to be in, I would say, listen to those two when you're either driving your vehicle or you're cooking food with with, with little to no interruptions so you can listen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I know it is a habit of us to just turn the radio on when you're in your car, but put on a YouTube if you have unlimited data. (laughs) 
right put on something that's gonna make you think mm-hmm. that's gonna make you think and question and not also in in with thinking you also need to feel encouraged because sometimes our spirit feels so heavy and i'm still managing this myself because i get to a space where my where my spirit is so heavy i don't know how to get out of that space so that's when i'll tap into something that's funny to just get out of it but then i don't stay in that world too long because i have to get back to business you find your own balance but it's, it is very important to just tap into some knowledge that is beyond what is being talked about and discussed on a daily because we are it's funny caribbeans one of the biggest insults that i've personally heard that caribbeans say about american blacks in the americas is that they call them cartoon Mm. And at first I felt offended, but now as I've been discussing the matter of the conflict between the, between the so-called group, which we're all one and the same, cartoon is a great description of buffoonery because mm. we are living like a cartoon life. Nothing uh, matters. Nothing's real. Everything is just a, you know, a restart when you want it to restart. That ain't life. Not life. But you can make it to be life if that's if you just about drinking, partying, and chilling. The only time your cartoon end is when then is it's time for that um what you call it? <laughs> A new broadcast or when somebody shut the TV off. And then it's like, oh snap, I'm in this dark space. What I'm gonna do now? What you gonna do now? So we have we we're we gonna move on from that. That was just our little gems that we throwing out and reminders for us because we've been studying y'all so uh, we've been studying we've been practicing and we have been in spaces well look i ain't gonna speak for kiva but Kahalia <laughs> has been in a space that kiva is talking about okay for the last some weeks yeah <laughs> i've been in some spaces where i had to remember my five steps from the previous um, two books. What was it? The first book that we read by Sister Shabazzar Ali and mm-hmm. the, um, the five steps that we came up with on our own, honey. I had to really remember my steps and really practice what I've been learning because Sis has been in some situations where she could potentially be goddamn behind bars. So mm-hmm. when you have to think about what you're doing and think about the life that you're leading and more important focus on the vision that you see for yourself mm-hmm. and see for your generation and you see for your people to come you have to really prioritize the focus there and do what's going to be best for the outcome that you desire the most like and not just what's going to halfway fulfill you in the moment because those have had moments honey mm-hmm. Put you mm-hmm. in such a detrimental state that it's often difficult to recover from. And that's that spirit, right? Because we all have the most high in us, the Yah, whatever deity you want to express, whether you are into the African traditions of deities where they rely on the Orishas and their ancestors, or you still are practicing organized religion. It's your choice. However, with research... Um, it, it has shown that throughout all of those different practices, people who find a quiet space tap into themselves and really think about what they need and just try to eradicate any negative thought that's in their brain as it comes up. So that's a practice 
that you can try too that I've been practicing too. Anytime I have a negative thought about anybody or anything, including me, because it comes back to you. We are our thoughts. When we think negative, we speak negative, and then negative things come around us. So if you really want to control your environment, you have to control your thoughts. If your thoughts feel like shit, I can't do nothing, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Gonna do shit that day. (laughs) Not that week neither. Who knows for how long? Because you don't, you know, the universe don't move on your time. You you move on the time of the universe. Yeah. So control those thoughts so whenever the universe is ready for you, the thoughts and in, in what you've been giving out is all the things that you desire and want, not what you don't desire. So to go back to our, our chapter, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes from explaining how the nervous system impacts the brain in regards to the external experiences of the baby. So all the experiences of the baby impacts the brain development and it pretty much develops their psyche to a point where the, it will impact who they are down to their personality when they become an adult, traumas included, and likes. So he he goes in detail as to explain what are the three major functional units of the brain because essentially the nervous system is building the brain with all of these experiences and memories. And he explains that... Um, the energy level and tone of the cortex, I guess our mobility is a part, is the lower part of the brain. He says the second part of the brain, which is located in the back half of the brain, that involves analyzing, coding, and storing information. So that's how you pretty much process the information that's given to you. And then he says the third unit is located in the front of the brain. And that's where you regulate and rarefy mental activity. And that's how you program. So you come up with ideas and you develop activities. I'm gonna ask for a praise break, sis, because I have a my baby girl um, asking for my attention. So we can do a quick praise break, sis. Watch what you feel, 
Make sure you know the difference from your wants and needs You like your free, so why not me? Just afraid of what's beyond the world we see Knowledge is free, wisdom takes time I got a lot of things that cloud up in my mind No time to hide, let go of pride If you peel away just might heal what's inside I fall in high, I fall in low Bright can be filled with a cup full of pain. My sleep close to the edge, shed the tears in the night. Use the pain as a ship set of chains. There's no name for the space in the mind that feels weak with for help. They all call your name. Smoke some herb, have a drink, scream and shout. We might do, but to feel that would be insane. How about we change? Tired of saying, not quite liberated from those mental chains. I know your Walked in that lane Can't repeat the steps and expect things to change We fallin' high, we fallin' low We get back up and keep it going Got that soul, there is no flow Only see sky You're resilient and they cannot figure why That voice in your head Don't need that extra proof Don't let the lines keep you from your natural flow Just go, 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 go Not quite liberated Get there one day Not quite liberated We'll get there someday And we are back. Shout out Libby Bay Lou, y'all. Because listen, she still be getting me through my things, honey. Yes, she does. We falling high and we falling low. 
It's amazing because when I listen to our shows, because every time you, Kahawia does all the posting, y'all, we got to give praise when due. Because she, <laughs> I do the navigation of the conversation, but she do a, all the back work. And um, so blessings to you, sis. I so appreciate you for all that you do for us. We have our parts that we have. <laughs> and when when she edits the uh when Kahawia edits the the show it is amazing how Libby's music it relates to what we say mm-hmm. like after I listen to us and then I listen to her song I can just connect everything of which what we're saying and then how it impacts my life in general because we really do have these highs and lows that we have to pull ourselves out of and um, one of the things that she, in her music, she expresses that we we determine our our life, like how we move and how we process. It's just amazing to me. I, even when we was playing Libby Bailu with Sister Sharazad, it related to that. So positive music, it, it shows up in different ways. And yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think too, one of my favorite parts of that song, like um. At the end, when the music is fading out, where she says, and to all the ones who've come and gone, mm-hmm. I, do, I do this for you. Huh? Yeah. That piece right there be like, yeah. it respects back to our ancestors because we can't forget them. We can't forget their struggles. We can't forget their triumphs. We just cannot forget them at all. We can't forget them. And it's and that's our, our Sankofa, right? Where we got to go back and get what's lost. Girl, did I tell you on air that I seen that movie? I know you did tell me you still there. So I'm glad that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you don't know yourself or don't know the traumas that has occurred in um the Americas, because I can't say yes stuff. Everybody hasn't gone through um the transatlantic slavery or are the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade, of the victims of the sla- transatlantic slave trade, such as us. Um Sankofa is an excellent uh, movie to look at. It came out in 1995. There's many different versions of Sankofa. So you have to make sure you get the one that's 1995, if I recall correctly. And then the other two documentaries that is just as harsh and hard to get through, but it's, it's, it's something that I would say a rites of passage for your children in case they don't, you know, you've been trying to teach them slavery, you don't about what happened to us as a people and they just don't get it. I think that's like a when they turn 13, when they become a teenager, that's something to sit down and watch with them and ask them how they feel. It's kind of too hard for a young, young child. But before they get that puberty stage, get things in check, because you feeling yourself, all right, check this out. Um, the other two is Goodbye Uncle Tom, the English version, the USA version, and then they have... A uh, good a farewell, excuse me. So the USA version is goodbye, Uncle Tom, and the Australian version is farewell, Uncle Tom. And them foreign movies are way harsher than USA. Listen, and I'm not even gonna hold you. I know Kiva was just saying that it's hard on a child. That shit is hard on grown folk too. <laughs> Before you sit down and show that to your child, watch it by yourself first. Yeah, good, yeah. great point. Because you both will be sitting there hard. <laughs> Right, so that you can do a better job explaining what you're looking at, because <laughs> as grown folk, that shit is hard to get through. And I recommend if you work with a lot of white folk, 
take the day, you know, plan this out, right? And um, schedule yourself to not go to work that next day. <laughs> You're going to need that time to decompress. Shit, I did. Yeah, it, it is. I you nothing that I ain't did for myself because... No, she's she's not. Kahabi is not over exaggerating at all when it comes to that. That those those movies are very harsh, and you know what what disturbs me. And I hope our listeners are beyond this in their stages of learning. Is when people say, "Oh, I just can't look at it. It's too much." How dare you not be able to look at something that involves your past, your ancestry? And even if it's not your ancestry, it is a human experience worthy to look at. So you can pay homage to those people that went through it, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But you just you're just going through a feeling. Right. It's not like you going through the experience. Shit, I'm glad I don't have to go through that experience. You you asked me to sign up to go through the experience. Oh hell no. Nah. But I can at least go through the feeling and watch it so that mm-hmm. my that my steps and movements are you know raising and elevating and keeping my ancestors on my shoulders i want to raise them up i don't want to do things that totally go against who they are and what they fought for which is why interracial relationships would never work with me no matter how much i adore a white man or think he's fine and cute and our chemistry is so great i will always choose my ancestral path Mm -hmm. to not mix blood with the enemy because i I'm not just marrying that man. I'm marrying his family and his bloodline and all those that came before him. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) Honey. So, um, back to the, the, the chapter at hand. So yes, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes into, you know, explaining because I think before the praise break, I broke down all three of the brain functions and where they're located. Mm -hmm. So then he explains the damage brain damage and how social cultural um presence or absence of events can pretty much retard a child so you have children like for example and this happened within my own family i uh, one of my cousins she had a young son she had a baby not so she wasn't too young but she was depressed severely depressed before the pregnancy and was extra depressed during and after so i came over to visit her she invited me to visit her in her home maybe a i want to say the baby was almost a year old and i remember going into her room her room was dark you saw a whole bunch of carton containers like they've been eating out consistently and the baby is just crying and crying and crying she gets him to calm down with a bobo but he's just crying and she says you know all we do is sit in this room now reading when reading Dr. Amos Wilson book, I thought of her because I'm like she's retarding this baby the ability to explore or just be outside. Mm-hmm. You know that's brain damage. Imagine never going outside to just get sunlight or fresh air or something different from you know from being in confinement. Now, mind you, she's lived her life. I mean, I'm not saying she lived her life as if she should. You know, she's ready for her demise. No or she shouldn't even have a demise, but in any regard, she's been outside. You know, she's just going through her little thing, but her little thing is devastatingly impacting her baby to that when we went to the park, now, you know, they have the little videos, some of the children are afraid Mm -hmm. of the grass. 
he didn't even know how to interact with children. Mm. He didn't know how to smile. He didn't know how, like, he wasn't looking around. He looked scared. Like, he was just in a frozen shock state. Mm. You know, and this these are the babies that show up in the classroom, that show up in the jail cell, that yeah. show up in the street, that, you know, that just acts out. And we like, you know, people... We blame the baby. Something has happened, not only to that baby, but happened to that family because my cousin herself has gone through issues. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it is it's really a, a list of chain events that we're hoping this podcast will um, help wherever you are in whatever stage of your life for you to fix yourself in a capacity that as you move forward and live your life, just a simple conversation because it I want you to remove the idea that a classroom has to be a room where you just in class and there's a table. Classroom is wherever somebody is willing to listen and you're willing to speak. If you are mm-hmm. period. And it's amazing with just one comment, one piece of information, how it uplifts them and builds them. This cousin that I speak of, she's okay today. Her child is doing pretty well. And I'm not going to say thanks to me, but <laughs> I, it is definitely a family effort to constantly talk and encourage. And, you know, and plant your seeds and let those seeds grow without your presence. You ain't got to take everybody on, but it's just important to recognize those things. So I, I share that to say that those are one of the social, cultural, physical brain damages that can occur when you just omit your child from learning. Baby going to school, kindergarten, don't know nothing. Mm. No colors, no numbers, no letters. And he's in a classroom with children, with parents who did teach them. Now he automatically, she automatically feel dumb. And this is going to be a feeling they carry on for the rest of their academic career, if it's not inter- intervened. Yeah, and that, you know, that creates behavioral issues that could have, you know, that very well could have been addressed or prevented. Exactly. And a whole line of things. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I remember even when I was that child, Mom, I remember I used to say um, head of lake or whatever, some kind of crap. When I, oh, so I meant to say headache, but I would say head of lake. And nobody corrected me. And I yeah. had horrible speech growing up. And that was because I wasn't properly programmed. It was poor programming. My family did the best that they could. I came out pretty okay. Um, but, you know, just little things that we can do to help our babies. Um, he goes on to share about social stimulation, how important it is. Like we, Kahabi and I have just been mentioning, it's not so much just, you know, taking the children and taking them outside, talk to them, show them that's a tree. That's, and this is not at a toddler stage. This is the infant stage. This is the baby stage where you mm-hmm. constantly talk and send them no baby talk or anything like that. So um, Dr. Amos Wilson explains that when you are as involved with your children from the young, young ages, when it's time for them to speak, they will speak. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, by the time they get to the three and a half, four year old stage, they are going to be sharp and they're going to be able to grow. And actually he highlights that from three and a half to eight years that's when you really want to pump them up with as much knowledge and discipline about self and what's going on around them because that truly determines the type of person that they will be and he explains that around the eight stage that's when they're able to fully follow spoken instructions and resist being easily distracted because you know 
three and a half to eight, you really got to be on top of them. Mm -hmm. Easily. Go clean your room. They back downstairs asking you a question. You have to be consistent, parents. And I'm saying this to me. I'm talking to you, but looking in the mirror. (laughs) Because it is so easy to get caught up. One of the things that I've realized that I'm easily distracted with as parenting is my phone. I try to put my phone far away when it's time to do homework, when it's time to do classwork, or just interact with my baby. There's been plenty of nights where I send my child to bed and I think about the day and I'm like, wow, I barely spent any time with my baby. Between the time she went to school, the time she came home with me telling her to do this, that, and the third, we didn't just sit down, hold each other, and speak. You know, in this rat race of a system, they remove some so many of those important human moments. Mm-hmm. And you know what, too this this um this particular lesson is also good for the parents or even you know the the people in the world who deal with children, such as myself, who just to know that during that age range, those babies are easily distracted because you have the parents that's like, listen, I done told you once. Well, I got to tell you again. And that level of frustration and impatience. So I think this is helpful for them too to understand that, listen, your child does not have ADHD because they distracted, right? Or that your child is not bad or not, not, not intentionally not listening to you because they get distracted. This is where they're supposed to be in their developmental growth. And it's up to you to shape that accordingly. And how do you do so? Check in, start speaking to your children and allow them to help. Trust me, I don't like them helping all the time. It becomes more of a cleanup than a help. But they need those moments because if your child is not seeking you and seeking to assist you and seeking to help you, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Dr. Amos Wilson says that at some point, that's children are going to have verbal demands and ask to be a part of their caretaker you know, events. Can I help clean? Can I help cook? That's the type that's the type of person you're gonna like <laughs> when you get older if you feed that person. But if mm-hmm. you push that person away constantly that's offering to help, offering to be involved, wanting to assist, and you don't give you don't ever give them a role within the family, they're gonna end up doing something on the side that doesn't involve you, that doesn't include you, that they don't want you a part of. And then when they're a teenager, you're looking at them like, I don't understand why he don't talk to me. Well, maybe you wasn't you was pushing him away when he wanted to talk to you. And he got to the space where it was like, forget it. And that's especially um sisters who have raising young men. My man now that we are in a good space of talking to each other, because we had our storm, we have our sun sunsets and our sunrise, and we're in a sunrise state right now. During this time, he's been talking to me a lot about his past, and he shared with me that, you know, he shut down with his mom because of her reaction. And I think most children do it, uh, but I know that us sisters, we have a way in speaking to men that is that is so negative and emasculating that if we, if we do that with our sons, they shut down. And he's not the only man that have told me of just not speaking to his mom. And it translates to the man not speaking to his woman, mm-hmm. not speaking to his wife. You know, and without communication, a relationship doesn't grow. So 
it's important that we find ways to discipline but uplift at the same time. Like one of the things, one of the tips that I will share that I, that seems to be working with me is that my daughter, she throws tantrums. So she, she'll, she'll, if I say, oh, you can't play with a, you know, a doll or something, she'll start crying. She won't stomp or anything, but she'll just cry and she'll whine. So my new thing is, girl, you having an emotional breakdown. Look at you. So emotional. I, I want you to be grounded. And I went over what is the difference. And grounded is when I say, you know, that's when you're about being a boss. You always say you a boss and you a queen. How is a queen behave like this? You're not in a queen right now. You, you're an emotional wreck. So she does not like being an emotional wreck. So grounded requires her to stand up straight and look in my eyes and speak. Mm-hmm. And I keep repeating, you're not grounded. You're not grounded. I'm ready for you to be grounded so we can talk. And then she works herself out of that. Yeah. An- another tidbit I do is I don't hit my child. Slavery is over. I don't beat, I, I pop is good, but that whole get a belt and beat the shit out of, a, out of a child, I don't practice that anymore. So in that regard, when it's time, like for example, my daughter's birthday came up and she got a whole bunch of gifts. And I kept telling her for months, clean your room. She haven't cleaned up her room. Been patient, been patient, been patient. Now she want her gifts. It's been about two, three and a half weeks. She can't, she hasn't been able to open up not one gift. Listen, and everybody in her life is struggling, including me. <laughs> I, I damn near want to book a flight and go help my baby clean up that damn room so she can see what auntie got for her. Because <laughs> but this, this, this is the punishment. Again. And it's a mental game. It's a mental punishment. I think this is better for her to go through than for me to beat the shit out of her. And then she don't want to talk to me. And she mad at me. Now yes, she it mad at me. is, but girl, you is. It, it's, the, it's the patience. I know. It's, you the know? Patience. it's the patience in it. So, you know. <laughs> it's the face. I know. But <laughs> there has to be, you know, some room nope. for aunties to stand up for the babies and say, gonna... listen, it's her uh-huh. birthday. That's what aunties do, but mama is a hell to the no-no. And you know one thing I love about my daughter, and that I'm glad that I'm 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 so happy and I'm and I thank the most high my ancestors and my new Arisha that I just became aware of, um, that Obatala, that I am in a space where I can truly help my daughter, not even in this current space, but all of my trials and of tribulations of just trying to be a good person just the the effort of trying Mm -hmm. i have a good product because i would look in her room um just i think it was it last night or this morning i looked in her room just to see if her toys are scattered all throughout her room the ones that were purchased but not one of them are open Mm -hmm. you know some kids sneak like she ain't gonna know i checked Mm -hmm. every single toy because i kept counting them to remember (laughs) How many toys she got to make sure she ain't open them? And every single toy is closed. She didn't open that one package. So that shows me that my daughter respects what I say. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. And I and I even told her, I said, I'm so happy that you're listening to me, but we still gotta get take care of that room. So you know, do you do you. This is my experience. It does not have to be identical to yours. Stop comparing yourself, beautiful people, brothers and sisters. It ain't a it ain't a competition. You in your own race. You in your own is your life. You are the only person that you competing with. Mm-hmm. Period. So I'm just sharing just so you can get an idea of how to start. If you have no idea of where to start. 
You know what? And I will say too for um for your your um for your black man who was able to express that some of the issues he's facing today stems from his childhood, right? Because many people are not even able to identify that and express it into words that are clear and can, you know, just help you gain understanding as to where this comes from and not feel like, okay, so this is something personal, right? He's just not talking to me, you know? And I think that's beautiful. And I think that when people are able to share with you their trauma and identify the issue and address it in their current life, be gentle with those people. Mm-hmm. Be kind to them. You know, don't don't look at them like, oh, you're just using that as an excuse. Like, a lot of people are not able to even talk about their trauma. Exactly. And a lot of people bottle that up. And many people also um just think that, oh, this is just how I am, right? They're not even ready to have that trauma conversation. So... Big ups to that brother for being able to identify how you know how he struggles and express it in a way that he's looking for understanding. Exactly. And that become those become goals, you know, within relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, what Kahawi is describing. Now that he's been able to express himself and share, that's my turn to be honest and express myself because one of the common threads of us women, and then we'll go back into the chapter because we've been <laughs> we've been giving y'all all everything over. all over, which is good. <laughs> but one of the common threads was women, we have a, a hard time expressing our accountability. We look at our man and expect him to show up for us exactly how we want him, although he has his own views and opinions of how we show up that he doesn't like, but we'll continue with, but I act this way because of you. No. We are still responsible for our behavior if it's impacting the person that we're with. Whether it's a temporary situation or a permanent situation. When someone is being honest to tell you, I don't like the way you are with me or this is what has happened to me. Be courteous and take the, the position of saying I will make that change. And it's hard. It's hard to love on somebody that you may not no longer be in love with. But if you are in that space with them where you have to work with them, like it's a co-parent situation, you have to listen to them and try to meet them where they are. So if they're saying, I expect you to answer your phone because when you don't answer your phone, I feel like I can't get in contact with my child. Have more of an effort to do that, even though if you feel like you don't have to do that. And in, in return, that's your opportunity to request something from that other party. So the mm-hmm. the... Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he goes from checking in on our babies to see if they want to help because that those are good signs. Another good sign of our babies is seeing how they have goals of their own, how they decide to, you know, create projects or get involved in, what, in, in how they play with their toys or how they um, expect people to look at them in a, in a way of authority. Like, you know, I'm the man or I'm the woman or I'm the boss or, you know, I know how to do this. You know, you want to look for that confidence. You want to see that they have, that they have enough 
they have adequate vocabulary to be able to explain how purposeful they are and what they can do. Most children are boastful about what their abilities are. If you find a child not in that space, that's a, that's a red flag that that baby is missing something mm-hmm. somewhere in the household. So that's something to check into. Um, Dr. Amos Wilson, he explains again that the, the parallel between the physical brain damage connects to the psychogenic brain damage. So that's pretty much the the brain da- the f- physical brain damage. I, excuse me. When our children are experiencing negative psychological issues that impact their brain, Dr. Amos Wilson says it according to his re- research that it actually produces physical brain damage meaning sometimes our children will never recover from the experiences that they've had as a child. It will always be with them until the day they die. So that really puts a strong, hard responsibility on a parent who may have never thought of it before, that you have from before you give birth, once you got your man, you got your man, but from the time you conceive to eight years old, that's how forceful you need to be with your baby, how intentional you need to be with your life, down to the food you eat, the places you bring them, how you live, how you interact with them. All of those experiences are going to determine who they eventually will be. Uh-huh. And he explains again that their inability to concentrate, their inability to... um persist goals it all relates to that frontal lobe that he when he expresses the different dynamics of the brain and he explains again that it's it's the psycho experience the psychogenic experience which produces the psycho brain, psychogenic brain damage ultimately resulting to physical brain damage mm-hmm. so while while um Dr. Amos Wilson goes through all of these um, deep, (laughs) deep, um, I guess I should say, explanations as to how these things occur and why they occur. He explains that these are the things that condones the behavior. Poor schools, slavery, Jim Crowism, negative racial propaganda, ignorance, malnutrition and a hundred of other evils that have been created by those who practice white supremacy racism. And so we have we have the coloniz- the colonizers way of being on uh, um, in their system on us whereas those who have the darkest skin are allowed to be mistreated. And that's global. 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 Yeah. If you have dark skin, according to the system of white supremacy, you are allowed to be mistreated. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to go through all the bigotry and um, and poor conditions possible. No one cares. And you, and again, you see that when it comes to the news. And you're not allowed to complain about it. And you're not allowed to complain about it. No. So this is where it's the black parents responsibility to properly 
program their children to understand the world around them. That's why it's important to know where you came from so you can know where you're going. You have to be able to give your children their own culture, give them that confidence, allow them to be who they allow them to develop who they want to be on good condition. If they on if, if they're being mistreated and they don't have a voice at home, how in the hell are they going to give a presentation in school for class for that A? Mm-hmm. You beating them to, to to do well in school, but at home they can't speak. Right. So, you know, these are the things that as parents, some of our um, traditional parent parenting skills, which is the, you know, the oldest one in the book, be seen and not heard. Mm. Be seen and not heard. Be seen and not heard. That's heavy. Or stay in a child's place. Because what the fuck is my place? As- I don't know. That's why I'm asking you why <laughs> all of these questions are you telling me to be quiet? Mm-hmm. I'm on my place without you telling me, but you're telling me I can't speak and just be seen. So what am I to do but repeat what I see? And if I don't see much, I ain't going to do much. Because that's one of the other things, social um, socializing our children. I, I I was not socialized, so when I, I remember when I went into the the teenage world into college, I had a hard time presenting any material. I had a hard time articulating any information. I've grown to a space to be able to do this podcast with a heavy t- concentration of spending a lot of time sitting in front of a computer to write a simple email. Mm. No, no more than four or five words, but I it had a difficult time articulating words to others because I spent so much time processing information alone. When you in the house by yourself reading books because you're on punishment, <laughs> honey, you know it's easy to just go into that space and articulate. But when you gotta express yourself, and but you know what, I'm, I think I have an adverse reaction, right? Because I had a similar space, you know, growing up. I was always on punishment, so I had my books. Um, where I don't have a problem articulating my views. I do have a problem with my tone, though. Because I spent so much time with myself, I understand myself. So what I, the things I'm saying, I feel like, hell, you should understand it too because you're grown. So... When I have to talk to you in such a way that's like, but you don't understand, I get hella annoyed. And even though I really do my best to watch my tone, uh, many times my tone escapes me before I get a hold of it. And it's just like, who is this imbecile that you have me talking to, right? And that's wrong. So, honey, the adverse reaction. The adverse reaction is real. The adverse reaction is real, and it doesn't relate to me. It's, it is it's amazing how things transpire. Because you're right, you never had an issue with language, but we did experience the same punishment, and it impacted us differently. Mm-hmm. So, And shout out to our parents who did it the best way that they saw fit, because I'm happy that at least I was forced to stay home. The children, mm-hmm. my counterparts, um, at that time when I was younger who were allowed to have so much freedom and run the streets, their lifestyle today is not conducive to who they could have been based on their potential and ability. Yeah. You know, it's better to keep your babies home. If it, I mean, as a parent, I, 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 I can't find myself patting myself on the back to say I'm a good parent. I try to be 
good or you know great but i i never want to give be so comfortable to say you know i got this i try on it but even if you can't even hold that title just keep your babies home just keep them home even if you're fucking up 100 percent, keep them home yeah <laughs> keeping them home protects them more than letting them flounder around in these streets mm. so um dr amos wilson he goes on to explain where mathematics language in the scientific scope and writing and logic, all of those um, deep ways of anal uh, um, analyzing information. He explains that um, that comes from us and how we, based on that information, it ultimately aids our and how we perceive things and our fantasies. And it, and it kind of develops our knowledge in that world. And uh -huh. it's important that we do not ignore mathematics, language, and, you know, in scientific scopes of writing and logic. That is very important for the brain computer to be able to manifest different fantasies and be able to perceive information and to feel like a chief within knowledge. Because, you know, all of us have a knack for certain things. Like, I know this. Uh -huh. You only gain that when you are able to master all of those worlds, you're able to speak it. You know how it's constructed from the top to the bottom to completion. You know, those things are important for our babies. And again, skills is what we, we generally lack skills as black people in America after we integrated. Before integration, when we were segregated among the whites, we had all the skills because we were the we were the enslaved people. And you know what? I'm not even going to say that we lack the skills. But I think we we lack the ability to tap into the skills. Because when yeah. we are put in a position where all we have to do is figure it out, honey, we some goddamn skillful folk because we figure it out. So it's not that we lack the skill. We, we've just been, you know, we've had such a detrimental start here in the Americas that we, we lack we often lack the ability to tap into it before it's too late in, in, in many cases. I I agree with you. I'm, I guess I should reword it. I'm, I'm not saying that we don't lack the ability, just more so we, we don't have the, uh, for example, most of our brothers don't know how to put in, in a light bulb. You know, something simple like that. Not most, I shouldn't even say most, but I find there's less handymen occurring. Like, we need them handymen. Mm -hmm. We need those men who know, like, I love that my black man, he shared with me, like, yo, my uncle, he built his own house mm. and lived in it <laughs> with his wife. You know, that's what he did. Our, our brothers don't are not tapping in, like you said, to with that knowledge. And now it's to a point, that knowledge is so far gone, there's no more uncles that even have it. You got to go and pay to get that knowledge now. Before, it used to be like a family trade. You learn from your uncle, learn from your cousin. Some people have this within. And if you are that person and you listening, tap into that. That is so important, the back to basics component. Because the artificial intelligence is there, but it's always still go good to know the base. Mm -hmm. You know, on all worlds. So, um. Again, it 
the the speaking and in um, teaching our children and being mindful of not expecting the school system to begin teaching at five, but it's our responsibility to start teaching our babies from the infant stage. He explains again that the personal, social, and cultural experiences of the baby ultimately impacts the brain computer and that the black man in America, if he is not prepared, he will be punished, ignored, and not rewarded by white society. It's just it's just what it is. And whether he does know all of this information and he is a superb child, he still will be punished, ignored, and not rewarded by white society if he's not following white society rules. Mm-hmm. So we want to create assertive, intellectual, independent, and analytical thinkers within our babies. We don't want them to be passive. We don't want them to be anti-intellectual. We don't want them dancing, singing, and entertaining all day. Those days are done. That's not what we need. Stop telling little mamas to dance and pop her butt and put on lip gloss and shake her tail. Start having baby girls show her aunties or uncles, oh, look what I've created. Mm-hmm. What I've been mastering. Look at my test scores. And test scores don't mean a damn thing so much. So, you know, I, I really don't like preaching school so much based on the school systems that we're learning from, but it's still important for our babies to master doing well in anything that they touch and do. And they cannot do that without the support of their parent. Mm -hmm. So, um, and their parents can't encourage them to do that without the support of their community as well. And this is why community is so important. You have to surround yourself with positive people who are going to, put you on to some new experiences that are going to be helpful for you and your children yes everything can't be about entertainment like Kiva said like and if it's going to be about entertainment listen you need to enjoy the hell out of being better yeah enjoy the hell out of creating better folks yeah and don't have the, the don't wait on the teachers to tell you if your child is smart or not because some of these school systems, if you're not paying for school and you just, you know, you have to use a zone school, just because your child get an A don't mean they deserve an A. Mm-hmm. Don't mean, or even a C. Make sure your babies are learning common sense and how to clean up after themselves and how to, you know, just reading and writing and, and basic math skills. I can't tell you the my, many times I'm in a grocery store and I just see a young child at the register just handing the money over, mm-hmm. collecting the money. They not asking no questions of how much it costs. They not counting their money to see if they just, you know, they know what they're getting back. And with the with the world of AI, with the just swiping of the card, if they practice that their whole life, they're going to just keep swiping and not even check their bank statements. Honey, especially with there's no child left behind because your child may not be left back in a grade physically, but they show left back in their mind because they're not being properly p- paid attention to, to to even verify if they know what you say they know. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Amos Wilson, he reminded me of you when he mentions that our children are literally forced to function with half a brain Tiny. When, we, when we don't take these extra steps to prepare them for the American society. Mm-hmm. So intellectual achievement, brothers and sisters, if you didn't take away anything from this show, intellectual achievement is what we want. First priority. It's not, oh, the baby got, oh, athlete, old oh, singer, old oh, dancer. 
intellectual achievement is the first priority for our babies. They can do it. They are smart. Your child is brilliant. They have the ability. You may not know how to get them there, but tell them that they're smart. Tell them that they can do it because your children are what you say. If you say you ain't shit, you ain't nothing, you get on my nerves, I can't stand you, they're going to be all of that, and you ain't going to like your child. Mm-hmm. You tell them, tell them the things that you want them to be so you can like them <laughs> when you get older. So, Honey, and so that other people can like them when they, when they get older. <laughs> because let me tell you something. We, we all have to function in society. And you want your children to be able to function as well. And you don't want anybody to mistreat them. You don't want them to mistreat anybody. You want you want people to like them too. Yes. You're going to want somebody to love your child. And if you don't love on your child, how somebody else supposed to even want to? And you're going to create struggles for the people that got to deal with your damn children. Yeah. They're not going to damn children, but hell. Yeah. And most of our babies, in case you don't know, our biggest issue with our babies, outside of not having high expectations for them and providing them the resources to get there. But if even if you can't provide the resources, just having high expectations, get them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Another um, one is that Dr. Amos Wilson has repeatedly said, our babies need to be verbal masters. They need to know linguistics. They have to be able to express themselves. Expression is very important. It keeps them safe. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, um, and this is totally away from Dr. Amos Wilson point, but I just learned this from a meme on TikTok. I think you might have sent this to me. Just because we are living in a world now where it's just been so much trafficking of our babies and of people and people are just showing up missing and a lot of it is not being reported Tell your children that if someone grabs them, I'm, I remember when I was younger, it was somebody grab you, you bite, you fight, and you scream. Mm-hmm. I find screaming children all throughout the streets, and I don't look into it because some children just bad. You just think they're not listening to their parents. Or some children just like to scream just for the hell of making noise. Exactly. So to help your child, um, if the law forbid this ever happens to your baby, but instruct your children to curse. Yeah, he said, I tell my baby to cuss. Hell, I don't know this motherfucker. <laughs> because that's going to get somebody grown attention. Like, who that child cussing? <laughs> Honey, I thought, yes. It, it was funny, you know, in the way that it was presented. But that information is so valid and valuable. Yes, I so appreciated that information. So, yes. Please make sure you instruct your babies. I told my daughter, she was like, oh, I can't do that because I can't curse. And actually, I'm glad I'm talking about this because that's where we ended the lesson. She said she couldn't do it because her father wouldn't agree. So I'm going to have to give him a call after the show and uh-huh. let him and have him on the phone to let her know it is totally okay because no. Especially when her little butt thinks she, I, get, she, I built her up so much that she's ready to be an adult today. Mm. <laughs> so it, it, it there's some pros and cons to everything that you do and now the con is her her freedom of of independence or her feeling of independence is making her move too quickly so i have to reel her back in which is why you know pretty much try to scare her on a daily of why it's important to stick with the pack 
with whomever you are, whatever adult you are. Well, you know what? Maybe you can approach that with him, you know, from the space of, listen, this is her survival kit when her parents are not around. Exactly. This is, these are part of her survival tools. Yeah. And I think he would agree. It's just that I didn't present that information with her, with him. So she just know curse words is not acceptable for me as a child. But yeah. Absolutely. Survival kit. I like that approach with him. Yes. That's going to work. I mean, with her too, you know, so she can understand, like, this is only, you know, for the case of survival. If it, you know. If somebody tries to take you, take you away from my family and you know that they're a bad person, you feel it in your heart, you know something bad is going to happen to you, that's what you do to ensure your safety. Honey, even if you don't feel it in your heart, if you don't know that motherfucker, you tell people, I don't know this motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Nobody should be talking to you and trying to lure you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad we're mentioning this because that's going to be a comment. My my heart and mind has been constantly prepare, um, preparing her for that because when you see certain things happen to other people, children, you know, it, it's easy to say that's their problem. That's their problem. I look at those as less, those are warning signs for me mm-hmm. to get my, my people, my ducks in order. So Dr. Amos Wilson pretty much concludes that our babies tend to be really good as a reminder that they tend to be really good with movement, but they don't do well with expression. And we, again, we already expressed and explained pretty much in depth and how that expression can be built to a level of um, greatness. If you take more intention in trying to build and program your children in a way for them to compete in this world. Right. And you know what, too, because there was another book that we had read, and I know we mentioned that we would um, deconstruct this book in the future, but um, Dr. Joy DeGroy, when she mentions that a lot of our learned behaviors that we're teaching to our children does stem from being enslaved and being in a position of, you know, the smart Negro was killed. So we also have to try to figure out how to reprogram ourselves so that we can reprogram our children the way that you know dr amos wilson is speaking of so that you know they can develop better from the jump and that post-traumatic slave syndrome is real most definitely because those mothers back then you know were protecting their babies from being killed or from being sold off or you know from set from being separated from them so that translates it's like playing telephone right we know what the original statement was or we know what the original reason was but as things get passed down and passed down they get watered down and watered down but we we never really get to the root of why this is the way this is but we just know that this is how it is and we continue that and it's hard to unlearn that and create new behaviors without first addressing the root of it. No, most definitely. Most definitely. I agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's a it's a lot that we have to um it's a lot that we have to do, brothers and sisters, but don't feel overwhelmed in the process. Trust the journey. Remember, we are I like to say I've heard a a, a a speaker say ascendance versus descendants because we're ascending we're we're moving forward we're you know living the life of our ancestors that 
um, were either completing their projects or continuing their path. And, you know, I like to think that we are doing such, in my opinion and in my life. And sometimes the task can feel so overwhelming. Just treat each day as it's your birthday because you're living. And each day as a gift because you're here. It's either you're here or dead. So you have a you have a chance to continue to play and live in this world called life. Do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Control those thoughts. Control mm-hmm. the thoughts. So we are at chapter five. Mm-hmm. How long is chapter five now? Hella long. <laughs> so <laughs> I've already broken it up. Um yeah, we're we definitely gonna break this chapter up, and I think starting on page one thirteen, where chapter five starts, to one, page one twenty four, so to like that middle segment. Got a play activity in the black child. Yeah, and then one twenty four to finish the chapter. Mm, that looks deep. The schizoid play. I'm looking forward to that. So the role of play and development, games, toys, media, schizoid, frustrated, and restricted play. I'm looking forward to this because I just noted to my black man that my daughter played with her toys way better than I did when I was younger. Like her toys have names. She remembers the names. The names doesn't change. She changes their outfit. She has a routine. She has a put away. I mean, now she has such a surplus of toys that there's an overload that we really need to get rid of things for her room to function well. But at her prime stage of playing, I was just highly impressed of her ability because it was just not the same with me. Like I mean, I played with my toys. My dolls were naked. I didn't know where they were. I rode on them. Honey. <laughs> and then, hell, I think at one point, you know, when I didn't discover, you know, that I can orgasm, I think I was humping their nose. <laughs> like, <laughs> because it was like, oh, this texture is smooth, but it's hard enough to get the job done. Oh, what? So, honey, she is doing great with her toys. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is why I love our show, because we be saying things that <laughs> people are so afraid to admit, but that is where our freedom lies. Like, I'm trying to get free in my spirit. I don't want to be held down by other people's opinions, so I just love the realness that you bring and that I attempt to bring to this show. I mean, listen. Because, Lord, yes, we, girl... I understand. I understand. <laughs> Sisters and brothers, because my since you brought yours out, I didn't do the toys. I did the pillow. Listen, I did all the things, okay? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was humping every edge, okay? Oh. I didn't did the couch legs. I didn't did, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the pillows, the stuffed animals, especially the nose, because that <laughs> nose was always on point. Oh, oh man! Listen, honey, the remote control, everything, I was, <sighs> every everything that had a smooth enough edge, girl, I can wait to get home alone. <laughs> it was like, oh, what? I'm on punishment again? Okay, no problem. <laughs> cool. Oh, I like man. being in my room. <laughs> and, and this is 
This is the child Kahawia, and the adult Kahawia is very much the same. Okay, because the adult Kahawia is out here writing books. <laughs> yes, but so. still love her a long time and know how to take care of herself with that campaign of masturbation. Absolutely. Listen, that self love is 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 that best love for real. It is. It is, and it's that safe love too. Tiny, the most protected love out here. So, again, brothers and sisters, we are reading The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child, second edition by Dr. Amos N. Wilson. And we are at chapter five, The Role of Play and Development, page 113 to 124. Make sure you're reading. See y'all. Later, you're... Resilience in me, I know this Blood thicker than the water, you hear me? I-
is watching, so is round and round you go. Nobody is watching, so is round and round you go, you go, you go. Just turn it up. You know the vibes, yeah. Look at my eyes, yeah. I love that they hate me, they try to negate me, but low at his prime, yeah. You cannot deny, nah. There's not many like him, nah. See, I get the bag and I double the double like four at a time, yeah. Never talk about it, be about it. Triple up on all the privates, nigga. Reinvest into a black business. Ain't got time to second drive with you. Innovation at its finest, though. But they will never get the vine picture Tryna surf the wave and never grind with you Never grip the grains so they can ride with you Let me surf my surf Ballin' ballin' for that triple-double No one, no one, no one, no one, no one Shorty batter, body, batty cracker Tear the blocker with that blicky blocker Show them how to flip a stack on it Roll it, roll it, roll it, racks on it They spend their money on foolery What you do? I doubled up on the up on the bag I just came up on the five I just came up on the five I just came up on the Five, five, I just came up on the five. <laughs>